At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Peace Family is 19 Keys. It's the most dangerous podcast in the world. Make sure y'all tap in for some war room, some high-level conversation, and keys to be able to unlock and stimulate that guy within. Tap in. This episode is brought to you by Goldwater. My high electrical thoughts are always stimulated with the gold, right? Because I'm always on the gold. Now, we're born with 0.02% of gold within our body, for those who didn't know that. Now, scientists believe that the reason we're actually born with this gold in our body, given that gold is a heavy metal, makes it a superconductor of electricity, and our bodies operate off electricity with 70-90% water, we actually need that gold. Now, they believe that it's because of anti-inflammation and also to electrify the nerve ending between the cells within your body right now why would that even be important in the first place and how can i qualify that to have anything to do with this high level thinking well it's my firm belief and it's also the understanding of science and biology itself that the body is an electrical system and it needs electricity when we're young we have all of this amazing energy right we can just run fields and fields then over time our energy decreases getting lower and lower and lower as adults you understand I me? Mean, we can barely run down the stairs before our heart palpitating and it's about to explode like we Homer sitting on the couch in Simpsons. You understand I me? Mean, so what happens to our body over time? Well, we put the wrong things in it and we rust out our body and it's no longer as electrical. We still have the same amount of potential, but the electricity needed to power up our bodies at maximum potential is no longer there. So putting things like the gold in there is reviving your body, recharging you to that natural childlike energy that you once had before. Now, of course, you want to eat clean so you have maximum absorption rate of the gold and you can tap in. Make sure you do your own studies on the gold, consult with your doctors, and after you're done, come to the healers and tap in to the same thing the Egyptian gods used to utilize, and that's gold. All right, what's happening? It's your boy, Louis Bell. It's the Kelly Kickbacks. You know what I'm saying? No, we really started right now. It's Teddy Ray. We got Teddy Ray in the house. We until it started right now. We got a special, special guest. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the one and only 19 Keys, man. Let's get a round of applause, man. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Because 19 Keys, 
First of all, I want to give your roses. Man, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? You you I, you know people throw the uh, legend the legend word around too much, mm -hmm. but to me you a legend. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about to me. Man, I appreciate that a lot for real, for real. Um, um, I got so much shit I want to ask you because. I'm trying to figure out when, when was the first time we met? Because I feel like a lot of people don't even know. Uh, of course, your co-following know you for the town. In the Bay I, Area, I remember. I remember. Mm -hmm. I believe it was uh, outside Fab Shop on 45th. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he might have been shooting a music video. No. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was shooting something mm -hmm. that day. And then everybody pulled up. You understand me? And I remember you took a picture of my older brother. And my other brother was like, man, I'm going to take this picture just in case this nigga blow up. Oh, uh, that's dope. Me. And he was like, that's real because people don't never do that. You know what I'm talking about? They don't tell you. So that was the first time I actually met you. But like first time we conversed. Yeah, that's like five years ago. Yeah, that was, that was years ago. Yeah. That nigga ain't good. Ain't good. Yeah, yeah. Good to serve. He do. Yeah, no. that's, that's what's up. For sure. But the first time we actually conversed is when, like, I think that time we went out with me, you, Fab. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And, and we went to halftime after that. Mm -hmm. You feel me? It was a whole night. You feel me? That yeah. was the first time like we actually really met, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to know you because like from afar, just me, you and everything, I was just like, you always been this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like 19 keys, you you like people discover you now, but you you've been consistently the same person. Yeah. But like when I first met you, like you got think like you said, we met uh, 45th in North yeah, Oakland yeah, yeah. and you know with the halftime downtown yeah. Oakland it's like me I'm like bro this nigga gotta be faking bro this nigga ain't really stumped down with the movement like that's how I'm thinking because it's like man I don't know I gotta yeah. you know every time you push it hard line for the culture it's kind of like yeah let's see it's who really about bro you yeah. have so many people come and push their line and be full of shit so yeah. it's like you know our trust be low not nah, skepticism is healthy you understand me? Because, like, a person should live by their results and by their consistency at some point in time. Like, and, and here's the thing. A person can be authentic for that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, they can really believe that that's what they want to do. And then, you know, they could have, shit, came into money. And then that shit kind of just took them in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Anything could have happened. Like, people be, how people switch jobs, they switch passions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, they be for the movement at the moment, but not for, you know what I mean, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, for sure. So, like, I just commend for that because I be trying to be fake pro-black. You feel me? Like, I'm I'm pro-black on some, like, you feel me? My mom and dad from North Dougal, you know, that's the home of the Black Panthers. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't grew up and went to the uh, It's All Good Bakery. Yeah. So, I be feeling like I'm on my pro-black yeah. shit, but I don't be knowing certain shit. Yeah. And you be coming with your shit. You be factual, like... You know, I'm not pro-black because my mama always had a black Santa Claus and black angels and shit. It's yeah. like, you deeper than that. Well, so see, it's like, what made you get... Black Yeah, you know, like, what made you get... Um, how did you get heavy, heavily educated in that film? What made you be like, man, I'm finna fuck around and be an activist? Well, you know, the way I look at it, like, growing up in Oakland, my parents were the ones who first installed, like, you know... Who I am, self knowledge, you a God, that's where you come from. Growing up in Oakland, we had your Black Muslim Bakery. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And for people who don't know, that institution was essentially like a Black Muslim mafia organization. You understand me? And growing up there, that's why I first seen Black men that had their power, mm -hmm. had influence. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Like, you'll pick a, a, a random Wednesday or Thursday, and you might see a, a motorcade of Black men coming down the street like it's the president. And they in all black suits, and they stopping in each different hood just to showcase a militant drill. Then they hop back in the car and they gone. Mm -hmm. 
like it wasn't no social media at that time, so that's not like blasted on the internet. Today people are like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm talking about? But growing up in that, I didn't realize that it was special until later on in life and thinking about like, damn, my upbringing was different. You understand me? Like for me, it was normal because that's what I had to do. So, but to answer your question though, it was really just self-education. Like everybody, everybody that I grew up with didn't stick with it. You know what I mean? A lot of, most of me, most 99.9% of everybody fell off. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's interesting because I asked myself that question, like, just thinking about the amount of people who don't still stick with it, who don't still carry that same energy. And oh, what was it that allowed me to be consistent in that? You feel me? But I think when I was younger, I always knew that there was some part of some destiny, like, you know, I'm meant to change the world in some capacity. But not knowing what that come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Growing up in the streets, you still gonna do your dirt, but then you know your knowledge. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But it wasn't until I just made a conscious decision, like, no, what I wanna do is impact people the way I've been impacted. Mm-hmm. So that they can have an opportunity to even use discernment in situations. Mm-hmm. Like when I had a case when I was nineteen years old, mm-hmm. we beat that case, but if I didn't have knowledge itself, if I didn't do my study to tell my lawyer the certain things to do. I probably would have been a statistic like somebody else. Facts. You feel Facts. me? So I'm like, <clears throat> if I didn't have my parents, though, first of all, they helped me form that mindset. So even when I was in the street, I had discernment to know what was right or wrong. Even when I was doing my wrong, I didn't try to justify it with my ignorance. Then I would have never been able to become who I am today. So for the cats that don't have that, like, I want to present that to them. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's dope. Because, um, yeah, my, my dad did say me. A lot of times from jail, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like sometimes when you don't got that father figure in your house or a mom that's stuffed down on you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, my parents would put me in jail before before the law put me in jail. Yeah. So it's like that it, that kept me out of jail. So, um... Come ahead, your parents feed you a prison meal? <laughs> Hell yeah! My stepdaddy fed me a prison meal one time. Like, keep fucking up. This nigga put two pieces of bread and some water, nigga. Yeah. Damn, I ain't never had that. Yeah, no, <laughs> it wasn't like on no everyday shit. Yeah, Clearly. Yeah, By yeah. the way, I'm built, nigga. But yeah, he knew his food was one of my weaknesses. He said, clearly, come on, Bill. Hold on, what's up? I just out. Pops ain't never thought about that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just, hey, you make that decision, you got to live with it. Damn. Yeah. Or something like that. Lucy said he made his kids wear all orange, nigga, and made them sleep out of vent. Oh, mama. Yeah. Because it'd be cold in jail. Ain't no AC unit, nigga. You can't oh, change that my dad has stripped me from so much shit, but I'm like, nigga, I don't gotta go to jail to learn my lesson, nigga. But I mean, I grew up knowing that my father was in and out of jail, though. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it's funny that always gave me a certain level of confidence that shit I could beat my case if he be his. Like, yeah. That's the way I thought about it. You understand yeah. me? Like it was in my family already, so it wasn't something that like jail wasn't the thing that put fear in us. You understand me? I think them teaching us. Uh, and being Muslims at an early young age, it was like the fear was like in your own mind because it's like, damn, I'm a hypocrite to the shit I say I believe in. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? So it's like you accuse yourself at the end of the night. Like you make yourself feel guilty. Like that shit be hell in your mind. Like they call it uh, straddling the fence when you ain't completely in. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. You kind of in both sides. Yeah. It mess up people's heads when they do that. Yeah, and that's, yeah. A, and that's what I was kind of like. Yeah. That's why I was kind of like watching your career and, and your point of view. Like, okay, like let me see if you're straddling the fence though. Yeah. And you really not. You yeah. really just like... You you something special because it's like I feel like most people um like do first of all, do you consider yourself as an activist? Like what do you consider yourself nah, as a right, that was gonna be what I, I was Yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I meant to say. I don't consider myself to be an activist, but at the same time an activist is just somebody who moves the people. 
You exactly. I mean? Like so, by definition, some of the work is activist work. But when it comes to like what we know as like classic activism, nah. Mm -hmm. I consider myself to be a thought leader, <coughs> a, 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 a business revolutionary. You mm -hmm. understand me? And I say that because if you look at what it takes to be an activist, somebody will say, okay, what's the activist costume? I'm going to go pick it every issue that come up. I'm going to grab a sign. I'm going to be out there marching, protesting. I'm an activist now, mm -hmm. right? But that's like, for me, that ain't the most impactful way. That ain't the most effective way. Yeah. You understand me? That's only step one. Yeah. You feel me? But what's really the issue? Exactly. Like, you know? step one is making awareness of yeah. the situation. But it's so many steps, like... Now we got to make a change. And yeah. that's one thing I love about uh, what you're doing is you always, you pushing the culture forward with talking about the problem, but the solution. Right. Everybody always, the problem is, the problem we is. We know the problem. Yeah. yeah. The problem is too evident. Yeah. We know the problem too well. That's the yeah. issue. We don't know the solution at all. Exactly. Exactly. And then you, you even leading as a, just showing people just other avenues of um, being an entrepreneur. I, I I really fuck with how you push a, being an entrepreneur, being a family man. Yeah. Um, because um, I watched one, um, one of your um, interviews and you mentioned heavy that it's important to have a family business. Mm -hmm. And um and I believe in that too because um, at the end of the day, all the other ethnicities and cultures do it. Yeah. But, you know, but we be so like, Oh, don't fuck with your family and this and that. And like, literally, I have a family business. Yeah. Business. So it's like, I know how important that is because it's not a selfish thing. And that's yeah. what happens. Like, in the black community, we be trying, we often self, we trying to get some money. I'm trying to get some money. I'm trying to get some money. But all right, what about your nephew? What about your dad? What about, you know, what you gonna do to help everybody? Right. You Shit, know? even from the standpoint, if somebody get locked up right now, mm -hmm. they come out, they on probation, parole, whatever it may be, they gotta get a job. Mm -hmm. You understand me now? We can't assist that and provide that if we don't have a business. Mm -hmm. You understand me? But yeah. if you're bro get out, you got an LLC, you got a side legit business, you may be able to hire them. Mm -hmm. You may be able to help the recidivism rate decrease because now you might not go back to jail because you got opportunities you for got opportunities. But it's like, shit, if we don't even, like, we, it's selfish for us to not even think about that. Like, we talk about the pipeline in prison, but what are we doing to stop it? Right. You feel yeah. me? So for me, Cause even, even thinking prison about that was How important. many ex-felons have you Yeah, you're going to be working for five, six cents, you understand me, for somebody else's corporation that, that own you while you locked up. Yeah. So it's like if we really think about and we really mean the shit that we say. We are designed the solutions in the way that we live. Mm -hmm. So for me, and I remember like, you know, my brother and different people that I know getting in and out of jail. It's like, damn, I don't have any opportunities for them. You understand me? Now we created something like our BWO, Black World Order. I can literally say, all right, sign up. We're going to teach you the skill sets necessary. You ain't got to work for nobody else. Yeah. Like, we really created that. But that was like years of the process of saying that, all right, when bro get out, I can give him some money. Then it'd be like, all right, when bro get out, I'm wondering if I can put him on a payroll, right? Then it comes, okay, when bro and them get out, I got an organization that's going to teach them the skill sets where they can just do for self. Yeah. They can start their own. So it's been like a, a progression of really thinking about the problem and saying that, am I really a solution for all of this shit that I care about? Mm -hmm. You understand me? So it's, it's, it's progressive, but then you got to think like, we, like you said, the activists will be the one who will bring awareness to yeah, the exactly. prison. They'll bring awareness to the fact that, you know, it's too many black men getting locked up and incarcerated. The recidivism rate is high. But they're not the one who produced the solutions. Yeah, That's exactly. That's we come yeah. in. We and say, then sometimes yeah. it'd be hard for brothers to even hear the point of that. Because it's like, at the end of the day, bro, 
I gotta get some money. Right. So you talking right. about so you know uh, us, 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 this and this, but at the end of the day, I gotta go fuck with them to go get this money for right. my family. So you telling people like you know you kind of uh, Simba he addressed it. Uh, he was one of our uh, guests, and um, he said he think we what I don't want to misquote it, but he was like what how many years behind like eight hundred uh, or some shit. Like he he went yeah. far because he was saying we just now understanding the the. Uh, the value of ownership, right? Man, you know. So, so the way that that go is say it's a statistic out there that's saying 2053 that black people won't have any wealth. They're gonna have zero percent wealth, and then they say that brown people 20 years behind us, and by 2073 they gonna have no wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Brown people, brown people, Spanish, Spanish, yeah, Mexicans? they ain't get no money either. They Stop they it. Get money. They Stop ain't get no it. Money like that. Stop now, it. I was behind uh, um, Pablo at the check cashing spot. He said fifteen bands back to Mexico. Yeah, wearing dirty clothes. Yeah, but they got. But why do you say that, Chase? Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I know where um, yeah, I know where Key's yeah. gonna go with it. But why do you say that? Well, I just because it's a lot of people at home. They hustlers like cash is trash though. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That's a problem. It could be somebody with a million dollars cash right now. And you ain't And no, it's just that they gonna be poor in a few years unless they learn how to put it somewhere where it actually holds value. You understand me? Like cash decreases in value year to year. You understand me? And things cost more. That's inflation year to year. So keys for the people that's at home saying, okay, where if, um me not having me having cash, that don't mean nothing. So where is it supposed to go then? So you got to get something that has real what they call intrinsic value, where the value will never go down to zero, right? Things like gold. Gold is what they consider to be a hedge. So let's say if the dollar decreased, let's say $1, and it's worth $1 right now. And let's say that this costs $1. So I can go take this $1 and I can buy water. But then this water goes up to $1.50. Now this dollar don't have the same purchasing power, right? So what I want to do is I want to put my dollar, let's say if I put it in gold, and gold went up 50 cents. You understand me? So now the value of my money is the same purchasing power. I can use that same value to go buy that same exact water. Mm-hmm. Right? So what you're supposed to do over time is you're supposed to diversify your portfolio. Right? We hear that, but most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. You put some money into land. Right? Land, farming, people got to always eat food. That's going to have value whether it's a good economy or a bad economy. Gold, you understand me? That's a natural hedge. It always keeps its value. It's been increasing, you understand me, over the years, for the last hundred years or so. It's, that's what they consider to be real money. This is paper money. It's a difference. So, but for the people that, that's thinking of gold and land, some people don't have enough money to even make that type of purchase. So what do you say for the people that doesn't have that option? Businesses. So right now, if, if you got money, you understand me, you want to put it into creating a product. You understand me? A service. Content. Content is even what I consider to be an asset because it can pay you over time and it can become increasingly more valuable over time depending on Man. the type of content you make. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got crypto. You ain't got to have a lot of money to go invest in different cryptos. You can take $1,000 and you can spread them across 20 different cryptos and see which one go up by the end of the year. You understand me? It's like... I do understand for the average person that's like, shit, I got to make money next week. I yeah. got to pay bills next month. Mm-hmm. And that's why we created the BWO because it's like, all right, relax. We're going to give you a skill set to start paying you immediately. Mm-hmm. So once you start having money, then you can start thinking long term. Uh-huh. And most of the, the biggest issue is that, yeah, wealth is something you think like long term. Shit that not only just for now, but for like even when you die, that your children are straight. Mm-hmm. So who can think of that when they need to feed their children next week? Mm-hmm. So we teach you skill sets in the market and business and 
and, and in a digital world where you can start making money today, tomorrow, the next week, that's going to pay you, you understand me, for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Then you're comfortable enough to where you be like, all right, tell me about that long-term plan. Mm -hmm. You understand me? But for cats that just hold cash, cash is always decreasing in value. You see rappers, they're going to get gold chains with all of the diamonds. The diamonds don't hold value. Yeah. Now, you can use that for your image so that everybody else believe that you're popping, and then you can use that as content to buy. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to it actually being a storehouse of wealth, no, nah, wealth is about maintaining what you have and adding on to it. Mm -hmm. It's preservation of, of value. You feel me? So those people who hold cash, you, it's a reason. If you go look, if you watch any news, you're going to see all of the billionaires buying cryptocurrency. At first, they were swearing against this shit, like, that right. shit ain't worth it, ain't good, it's going to yeah. die off. Yeah. Now, but what you didn't understand is at the same time when they was telling you they don't believe in it, they had already bought some. Yeah. You understand me? They just didn't come out and back it until the dollar went down, it decreased in value. The economy all around the world is crazy right now. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. We in the, in the midst of the biggest yeah. wealth transfer, and all that means is the rich getting richer, the poor getting poor. Yeah, like somebody somebody put some game in my ear the other day. They were saying like um, about the Bitcoin situation. It's like yeah. you got to invest in it because it's like at the end of the day, it's like like you saying, the dollar ain't going to mean nothing. Right. And at the end of the day, if you look at it... Um, you have the money in your bank account. Most of the time, a lot of people pay with their card nowadays yeah. anyway. So it's like, you got to think about it. That's just a, that's a number that's all it in is. your account that you can put the card in and then say, you, you don't have no cash right. on you and I you mean, have money. That's so, the reason scammers scam. Because it's all just digits. It ain't real yeah, money. It's it not like money. They, you, t you going and robbing the bank and you taking physical dollars. Yes, they go see that gone. But them digits, that's mm -hmm. something they just play with. Yeah, a dollar is just a transaction. A, a $100 bill is just a transaction. You can make... It, we making a lot of transactions without the actual dollar. And the so dollar like, like, don't okay. actually pay off things in debt, right? So a dollar is a promissory note, man. It's a promise to pay, right? So the dollar used to be backed by gold. Mm -hmm. So you used to be able to take a paper dollar and trade that in for like a real gold ounce. But then the president, I believe FDR, um, said that, you know, he took away the gold standard. So it wasn't backed by anything. And then at one point in time, it was illegal to own gold in America because... It was controlled by the Federal Reserve. Uh -huh. So right now, and Donald Trump talked about trying to bring the, the gold standard back and, and people talking about that's a possible way that they could try to fix the dollar because they printed more money last year than at like any other point in time in the history of money. I bet. You you Donald Trump and got everybody rich. $9 trillion dollar stimulus packages. Like, where is that money coming from? That ain't real money. It's yeah. just digital money. Yeah, they, yeah that's so all A person like. got a billion dollars. They don't have a physical billion. That, that billion is like an idea. You understand me? It's like, this is collateral that you can use. And people will trust you and give you credit. You understand me? For whatever that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's leverage. You understand me? But in reality... When, when you're talking about, you know, getting into the billions, it ain't even physical money that you're talking about. It ain't no physical. Yeah, and that's what, when, that's what I started so to So Jeff Bezos can't pile up a billion. In yeah. Nah, yeah. where you going to get a billion dollars from? About 14, 15 different banks. Nah. If you go to the bank right now and you ask them, I'm, I'm, I want to take out 30000 they'll say, we ain't got it on hand. You got to schedule a time to come pick this money up. Damn. The way that the banks work is... They do what they call, it was something that happened in the 1930s called a bank run, right? It was during the Depression. And all the people started to panic, right, that their money went safe in the bank, essentially. They went to run to the bank, try to take their money out. The bank didn't have enough money on hand to give to everybody. You understand me? So they had to do a bank run. 
Today, with the way they practice it is, they take, you put in $100, they only got to keep 10% of that on hand. The other 90%, they flip it. You mm -hmm. understand me? So, at any point in time, if everybody wanted to go grab all of their money right now, they couldn't. You understand me? And that would just make the banking system crash. So, we we put up a tweet today, like, hey, everybody pull your money out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That should have fucked the world up. Yeah, for sure. Because it'd be like, where? We, we... They ain't even got enough money in there, but... And, and to that point, if everybody paid off all of their debts in the world, all the money would go in the bank. Because the money is just is, is just used for debt. Damn. Yeah, you going far, and I got it. I got it. I got to comprehend this shit, boy. I'm listening like a motherfucker. Because the, the dollar says debt on it. Yeah. It says this is debt. Yeah, so so look at this, right? The, the dollar is only backed by... The blood, sweat, and tears of the American people. Everybody that's in America is a, what they consider to be a citizen. America is a corporation, right? When you look at, we live in North America, right? The continent we live in is North America. There's South America and North America. Then inside North America, you got Canada. You got the United States of America, right? Mm -hmm. The United States of America is a corporation. Mm -hmm. That's what it's established as. So it's literally a business, mm -hmm. right? So... There's a reason why we not considered North American citizens. We consider citizens of the United States. Mm -hmm. And a citizen of mm -hmm. a corporation is property of that corporation. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you got a business, if you own assets and you own property, it adds to the value of that business. Mm -hmm. So when you're born, you get a birth certificate. You mm -hmm. get a social security number. Mm -hmm. All of those is to value. Yeah. You understand me? Your bond and your value. Yeah. Right? That over time... You're going to pay so many taxes, you have a certain value, your human capital, as they call it. Mm -hmm. You understand me? So each person that's in the United States, every citizen of the United States, is property of the United States that they use to back their money. Mm -hmm. It's not backed by gold, it's backed by you and I. Damn, so why you think they motherfucking kidnapped us? That's why they kidnapped us for the gold? Now, and put us on boats and took the gold and all that <laughs> shit. Like, ain't it crazy that they didn't took us? You feel me? And then now we're buying back the gold that we originally had. And, and the way it worked, really, if if you think Some about some people say they bought us. I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's, it's a it's a bunch of different compiled stories. If you want to go with it, you understand me. I'm I'm sure we was betrayed by some of our people, sold over here. Some people kidnapped. I'm sure there was a a, a bunch of different things right. that was going on. You feel me? Too much shit. Africa. But, but look hard. at black people in America <laughs> specifically, <laughs> though, right? <laughs> they had before they came here. I mean, that's a long ass trip. Number one. Do I believe that they took millions of slaves? No, I don't think that we was all brought over here. It's a fact in history that a lot of us was already here. Yeah. If you go look at the Native Americans, they was just black people that was dark. You understand? They were just Native Americans. They mean that they was here on the land. But to that point, though, before they got over here, they stopped in the Caribbean. They stopped in the different islands. For you to make it all the way to America, you had to be tough as shit. Damn, really? Oh, my, I never looked at it like that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because a so lot America of them died on the voyage. Yeah, like, nigga. So it, it, it means that... <laughs> yeah, he was chipping no, niggas. It means that they took the strongest ones as the ones who made it out here. Damn, never thought of it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Is that why Jamaican's so relaxed? <laughs> <laughs> Let me out here, man. Jamaican's What's up with the long <laughs> trip? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they, you know, it's just different coastal stops where they was making slaves. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. Like, everybody else's slavery, of course, ended before ours. Ours went the longest. Yeah, you Facts. feel me? And nobody came to fight for us. And, and we are people that like we came over here with our own language, with our own religions, with our own way of life, spirituality, all of that. Mm -hmm. 
But they had to like strip that from us. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like if you a masculine man. You give us power. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, that's why we still ain't forgot how to twerk. We just forgot the reasons yeah. why. We forgot the spiritual reasons. We yeah. do it for entertainment. And, and we don't do it for problem. spirituality yeah. no more. Yeah, and, and to get on topic of that, you know what I'm saying? How do you feel about entertainment business and what it does to the culture? Because it's a gift and a curse. And sometimes yeah. it's cursing sure. a lot of people that don't even know they're getting cursed. Yeah. Like, um, one thing I, I love what you're doing too is like, you're out here getting money, you're out here making a living, you're out here pushing the culture forward, and you're not out here rapping. Yeah. You ain't telling no jokes. <laughs> You feel me? Like that shit means something. You this feel me? Like hates rap. I hate fucking rapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, bro, why everybody? He hates niggas that got a mixtape coming. Everybody want to drop on the way, like it, all of that. But he loves them. I love it. Love and hate them. Right. Yeah, but I yeah. understand it because at the end of the day, niggas is rapping because they trying to get some money though. Yeah, you feel me? Legally, you right. know what I'm saying. So right. at the end of the day, I respect that. But it's or a lot of rapping for the art. Look. These niggas ain't rapping for the art. We ain't gonna talk yeah, about it's, that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a I know lawyers that yeah. could have been a fucking lawyer, yeah. but chose to be rappers. I didn't, I know other people just fucking just wasted their whole life chasing a football dream, a basketball dream, a, a just entertainment. Because at the end of the day. Uh, uh, sports and comedy and music, that shit is still entertainment. Right. So at the end of the day, outside of entertainment, we have no uh, no fucking um, people to inspire us in other ways. Like, but to that's get precisely money. why people want to be entertainers. Mm -hmm. Because those are the people that we value in our society. Mm -hmm. You understand me? It's like, if an entertainer do 10% of the things that I do, they go give awards. They go get all kind of love. You understand yeah. me? So if like you, somebody that's looking at that, be like, damn, ninety percent of the time I could be scumbag ass street nigga. You know, talking about my pimping, glorifying my killing, drug dealing, whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if I do ten percent of some charity work, some philanthropy, some some activism mm -hmm. for some PR, yeah. the people gonna love me. Yeah. But if I'm ninety percent of the time I'm on that. You understand me? Yeah. Then the I people don't you. give a fuck. But if I do 10% of the fuck shit that the rapper do, then they on your helmet. Exactly. So the young person like, shit, it's more advantageous for me to be the rapper. Exactly. Or to be the entertainer. And then I can do a little bit of good. Yeah. So it's like, my whole goal is to reverse that though. Like, you know, that's the reason we, you know, me and my brother, we got our gold chains. We got mm -hmm. our flyness. We got our car. And that's our why. Business, we got, that shit go crazy. Like, we need, get we your need to inspire. Exactly. You know what I mean? The young people need to see something better than the drug dealer as the hierarchy of, of flyness in the streets in the hood. You mm -hmm. understand me? The rapper as the go-to mm -hmm. idea of, oh, that's who I want to become. Because the problem is, is that rappers aren't role models. Yes. They just not good in their role. You understand mm -hmm. me? In a positive manner to where these young children are growing up and want to become men. Like, mm -hmm. that that's really where it gets down to. Like, is the person you're looking up to even a really a grown man? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. 9 out of 10, you can say he a nigga, a real nigga maybe. Yeah. But is he a man though? Like, do he got man. principles, you got values, what's his character? You understand me? And like, if, if you, you ain't following a person for that, then we got issues. <laughs> Where your yeah. backbone, but, nigga? Where but, your cold But ass? see, that's why that's why Nip was so cold. Because you get easily, as we say, you ain't got to uh, talk about the dirty glass. You just compare the clean glass next to it. Nipsey mm -hmm. was a clean glass. You understand mm -hmm. me? When you compare, people stand next to him and they like, damn, why everybody ain't like Nip? You understand me? How come he teaching people about business, but he's still in his street mode? He grabs right. his cats that's in the streets and he teach them like, no, nah, we go. 
we go debt that go into mm -hmm. a more peaceful resolution and, and build million dollar businesses. Yeah, like we go pull our family together. Like yeah. he was teaching real principles real to the principles. rap game. Yeah, and Cash was really stepping back and thinking like, damn man, why yeah. I'm, I'm bullshitting right now. Yeah, he was teaching them about cryptocurrency at a time where Cash ain't understand what the hell crypto was. right. You understand yeah. me? But he just wasn't afraid to step in different lanes. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a good thing because you know it's a it's still a, a another legal gateway to get out the neighborhood or make Rapping money. itself ain't bad. Yeah. That's what we glorify in the raps that be bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. You know but I'm saying even with the whole, it don't even gotta be no gun, gun, shoot them down type shit. All these fake ass players and all of this, like niggas is Good people, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. saying, I'm not saying like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? like, like bro, by just being a, a good person. Like, yeah, why cool. you just can't be a real nigga though? Yeah, like, bro. like, and I hate to use the terminology "real nigga" because it's it's so it's so mixed up now. Like you say, yeah, that's why like, a man. Like, who are you as a man, like, like, bro? So it's a it's a evolution, right? Mm -hmm. You go from and, and it's in the hood at least. Mm -hmm. Well, you you grow up, you're a young boy. Mm -hmm. The young boy wants to become. Let's say just for this particular, he aspires to be a real nigga, right? Mm -hmm. He aspires to be a gangster, thug, mm -hmm. whatever he is. Have right? hella cash. Shooter, hustler, mm -hmm. right? So he go through that phase when he a teenager trying to find himself. Yes, and we you understand me. Mean. When you become in your 20s, you feel like you know who you are, mm -hmm. right? And then you say, okay, I, I've solidified my consistency in like fighting for this thing and I found some success. I'm a real nigga now. Mm -hmm. You understand me? But then at the real nigga, like, you supposed to build like a family. You supposed to build real morals and then become a man. Yeah. Like being a yeah. real nigga is not above being a real man. Exactly. And that's what people get misconstrued. Tupac said, "Man, I got uh, like tatted on my chest," and a, and a, that shit ain't going away. But he said, like, at the high school, you still graduate from college, but you keep your diploma. You understand me? Like you ain't got to get rid of it, but you graduate from it. Yeah. And the things you learn from it, you carry on to the next level to advance. But we like. We, we literally celebrate mm -hmm. our lack of advancement. They say, no, don't change. You understand me? Stay yeah, the same. Yeah. Like, no, like, change is talking about progress. Yeah. Another word for change is evolution. Another word for change is growth. Yeah. But, like, we don't think of those things to be synonymous. We think, like, change is, like, we, 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 we betraying our old self. Yeah. Like, no, we, we adding on yeah. to our old self. And that's and that's something that my uh, my parents doing a good job with me on just, you know, just being like, bro, be okay with changing it yeah. and, and elevating. Bro. Yeah. You feel me? Because it's like, like, I'm at a process of right now, it's like, my family is fucking retraining you the shit they train me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, you know, gotta go to reprogram. Yeah. But see, having a, a platform, my pops once told me when I was... Uh, I was having some frustration. You know, I, I worked a job before I fired them and started my own business. Mm -hmm. well, oh, I like that. Yeah, I fired them. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I was like, hold on. Yeah, I got lost in the story. I, home, I, man, I, 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 I was working for Pops and his business partner. I fired them at one point in time. <laughs> But no, but I say that to this because if you work a job, people always think like you got to quit a job to leave. Nah, because it's a two-way contract. Fact. You understand me? Like they don't quit you if they if they leave you on the spot. Yeah. So no, nah, you ain't quit nothing. You you found a better opportunity. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And I always say that they couldn't afford me no more. 
when I first started, you could. I had so much experience and value by the time it was ready for me to leave. Like, y'all couldn't afford my time. I went from yeah. making six figures a year working at a job thinking that was really the shit. Because, mm -hmm. like, you come from the hood, people tell you, like, no, that's a great opportunity. Six figures that. is the goal. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. I remember looking, growing up, being like, yeah. man, I just need yeah. something where I can just get six figures. Yeah. Right. And I'm cool. Bro, and, it, and it felt like that <laughs> when you get it because you make it more than everybody else around you. Right. When you run it a little faster than everybody else, like you feel good about yourself, and then you get into the Olympics, and they're like, "No, I can't even compete in that guy." And then you got to think about like, like um, where we come from too, because at the end of the day, we literally come from nothing, and it's like six figures for what we was coming out of. I'm saying as a culture, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Six that six was doing the richest nigga in their family. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, that, that, like coming out players. of shit, coming out of the, anywhere. I don't want to just say Oakland, but I'm just saying anywhere no, out of urban. Is a, is a considered a that's the job. goal to get a middle class. Yeah, I mean, because I came from that and I was making like thirty thousand dollars a a year with the other job, so it was like it was a cool jump, mm -hmm. and that's what I had fought for. But then, you know. Just when your mind expands, you can't go back. Yeah, you understand me? I yeah. realize if I can make millions of dollars for them, I know mm -hmm. for a fact I can do it for myself. Facts. And my story progressed to where I went from making six figures a year, mm -hmm. later on starting a family business and making six figures in a month, mm -hmm. right? And then after that, later on learning some new skill sets and having a $100,000 day. And so when I really go back and think about it, like, here, I'm giving them a whole year for something I can do in a day. So you like, it ain't even about the time. It's, it ain't about the money. It's about the time. Yeah. The value. Yeah. You feel me? So I, I, I can relate to that because it was the same thing with uh, with me when I was working a job. But at the point, at, at the same point, everybody's promoting about, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, everybody opening business. Yeah. That's great. But at the same time, talk about the importance of having a job and working under uh, a job and, and and getting that money so you could put yourself in a position to become an entrepreneur. Because yeah. people think being entrepreneurs, oh, I'm, I'm, my no, time is jump in no, it. Yeah. yeah, you can't jump into being an entrepreneur. So, no, right? that, that's completely important, right? Like, when I had a job, I feel like what I used to do is I was stealing all the information from my job. I was learning how to run a business. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Like, I went there and got the experience that I actually needed. Now, when I fired them, you understand me, I took a leap where I actually wasn't prepared. Like, I didn't have, like, savings and things of that nature. I just took a lease downtown Oakland, you understand me, to start the uh, business. And I just took a new lease for a new apartment. I had to pay off my car. So, I didn't have my finances juggled. I didn't have financial intelligence at the time. See, you feel me? That's, so that's, I that's know like what the rolls off the concrete thing. Yeah, but <laughs> I also knew, like, it ain't no plan B, though. Like, I'm not going right. back and working for nobody else. I'm mm -hmm. not filling out another application. Mm -hmm. So that's dead. That shit gave so, me a headache. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even, like, and you got to think of it like this right now. Company, I sat in Target, nigga, and really looked at that application, nigga. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm sticking to Target. Yeah. I'm just going hard. I'm just going to go but, hard. But see, I ain't never went to a job interview and didn't get the job. Because I was smart enough to know I ain't interviewing with no company. I just got to impress this person in front of me. You understand me? Uh -huh. Yeah, so you sold yourself. Yeah. So when I'm when you go into a job, you do wanna develop a skill set or a hobby on the side, you understand me, or a business that you work in, right? Mm -hmm. Now you take the money that you get from your job, you understand me, and you invest it into your business. Yes. When your business starts to make enough money where you got six months reserved, where you can pay your rent, you can pay everything for your lifestyle for the next six months, mm -hmm. you understand me? So then when you do make that commitment, and fire your job, you have something that's supplementing your income. It's paying for it. See, me, I was the type of person I was scared to fire my job. Yeah. Because I'm like, like, I was the type of person, like, 
I came into entrepreneurship on some like, yeah, I got some money saved yeah, up. Because yeah, I've been waiting, yeah. like, I'd had I had the conversation with Mr. Fab at yeah. the dope air store yeah. and be like, I, I remember Fab told me I was crazy for because I told him I was gonna quit. He's like, man, you crazy. Cause he knew that I had a six figure. That's why I met Fab at the job. Oh, okay. So I was like, and what job I was this? At Prada. I was working for Prada. That's I gave dope. him a discount first time I seen him. That's oh, where yeah. yeah, that's yeah, like you Shout out to all the people that be giving yeah. me jugs. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. Shopping, man. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. want to be coming. I'm trying to save people money, man. You full discount. Give them the whole. Give them the whole. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, see, that's crazy. You had that experience. You said you talked to Mr. Fab, and he said you was crazy. But I said, for me, I'm walking around this motherfucker. I'm walking around the Bay Area, fake mini famous. You gotta sell shit now, yeah. like you, you people are buying shit yeah. from you. So it's like, I, cause I was more like on some like, it was more like only reason I quit my job cause it was time. Cause yeah. I'm like I can get this money, yeah I can get the company right. money, but it's more like I'm like now it's like bro I damn near made more money being a comedian yeah. than having this job, bro I gotta sacrifice yeah. something. So I had to take that leap of faith with like. Being honest with myself, being realistic, like, can I really do this full time? Yeah. I feel I didn't get stubborn to the point where it's like, nigga, I don't feel like working a job. I'm too good to work a job. I didn't feel like I was too good to work a job. I'm just feeling like, nigga, my hobby paying me more than my job. But bro. but that, that's what it was, though. So when I went over there, he did a, uh, I believe it was Philando Castillo that got shot 12 times. Mm-hmm. And Fab did a video. Mm-hmm. And it was like on XXL Magazine and a bunch of different spots. And he had one of my hoodies on. And one of the ops from Kansas City seen it, and he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't know you had that in the Dope Era spot." And he was like, "Yeah, that's 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 bro work." And so he pulled up from Kansas City, and I happened to be off that day. Mm-hmm. And Fab was like, "Bro, want to grab some stuff?" But he trying to get a few thousand dollars worth of stuff, so I grabbed everything I had, and I instantly went over there. Mm-hmm. I pulled up, and I bought a few thousand dollars worth of yeah, you know I mean gear from me, and automatically it started turning in my head like, "Damn, if I was working a job." I wouldn't have been able to take the opportunities that allow me to fire the job. Yeah. You understand me? So being here is is, is costing me too much because this is what I want to do full time. Yeah. But I'm doing this full time. Yeah. So that day is when I decided, like, oh, I'm going to fire them. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And the next week I did. But I used to keep them on eggshells all the time. I used to let them know I was going to fire them all the time. <laughs> you got to make more announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my Don't energy was different yeah. as fuck when yeah. I was walking into the yeah. warehouse. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> no, lucky I came to this motherfucker. Yeah. I got paid for this show. Yeah. You, you want me to do what? Yeah. Is it an option or you telling me? Yeah. 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 And, then, and, then, and then life. You know, it start controlling itself too at a certain extent because you know when you start having that energy, people people feel that way. Yeah, they start they cutting it. your hours and try to, yeah. you know, oh, you got to work this day. Like nigga, you know, damn, I got a show Friday. Why uh-huh. don't you schedule me Friday? Yeah, you hate I thought, me. I thought it was all kind of sick days. <laughs> yeah, you ain't sick. No, I am I'm sick of this shit, man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm gone. So, <laughs> how, how do you feel about fast money? Uh, you know, because that's what we cultivate to get. You know, what I'm saying fast money. Yeah. Um, with you know, just stripping, um, scamming. Wait, I'm <laughs> saying in general, like I'm saying the women. And, uh, I'm not talking about man, that. Man, I was like, how did you get your fortune, my nigga? Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, hey. So how you? Okay, your first bag came hey, off hey, the pole. Hey, 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 I do the sinning. I don't get sick. I'm talking about that. Oh, what's up? No, I'm talking yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, with the women stripping, you know what I'm saying, women rapping, men scamming, rapping. How do you feel? What's the, what is the, 
What do you think the future going with this, man? Because I ain't gonna lie, I'm losing faith, man. This shit. No, nah, I like... think that. So it's it's something beautiful that's happening right now. Uh-huh. It just ain't in the media, right? Like uh-huh. I can name at least 10, 20 cats out here that got six, seven figure businesses that's teaching wealth education and teaching people how to do it the way they do it, and they mm-hmm. came from the same situation as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like an activist to get glorified quicker than a bro came from the hood, started from nothing, started a bit a million dollar business. You understand me? They don't want to teach niggas yeah, that you can do it too. They don't want yeah, you to. Yeah. They don't want more examples. Yeah. But so how do people find a gift then? Because do you, do you think everybody has a gift? Yeah, I think everybody got something that they can give the world. I don't think. Listen, every. It, here's the thing. People always say because she's smart enough to be able to take her money and invest it into something that's gonna make her more money. You understand me? But she just got to be able to tap into somebody that can tell her, like, you know you can trade options, you can trade stocks, you can start this business, you can buy other people's businesses, mm-hmm. you can make me do eToro car renting, you can do Airbnb. Like, there's so many different hustles right now, like, the digital space is where you get to make that money, mm-hmm. right? But really, the hustle, the hustles that everybody doing right now is old. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You understand me? You got nerds with computers Sounds that's making a million dollars because they invested in the right crypto coin because they were smart enough to spend the last 20, 30 hours researching this shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, really, when you prioritize your time, you change your reality. It's just that you go to job, you work all this time, mm-hmm. you really don't like the job, mm-hmm. so when you get off, you need to spend time to make you feel like it's all worth it. Yeah. So you will go to the club, you will go to the strip club, you will go to the bar, you will go out with the folks. Mm-hmm. All of that time that you spend is what you're supposed to be time learning and educating yourself so you can get into a new reality. And that's I, I feel like that's one thing that I feel like probably us three all has done. Because yeah. when I was off, I was not off. Like I was I was working and I'd take off my shirt, yeah. switch pants, everything, switch my whole clothes and make it look like I was out all motherfucking yeah. day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no telling. Uh, what that was six years ago. I don't know my financial shit six years yeah. ago, but nigga, I possibly could have got off work that day. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't I know how long I've been out free, but I'm saying Did it's I like I didn't like, like, I don't even know. I don't know, but so I know. I what year is that? What's, what's this year? I know. I've been doing comedy for a living for seven years. Bro. Yeah, it got to be seven. So. Um, but I'm saying that that first year was like, whoo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? So but you it's know, like, it's crazy. It ain't that hard to get it though, right? Like, yeah. average person, like my brother, him 500 and uh, the borough bully, they teach credit, right? Uh-huh. So of course you do something like credit, you can go take the next five, six months building your credit up, getting you a trade line, going flipping that loan that you get from a trade line and putting it into something that's going to make you some money. Mm-hmm. But it's like, People don't even put together a six month plan with the money they got. Yeah, you understand yeah, me. Yeah. And then we got to read. It's so hard. It's not though. It's, it's not. So hard. Why do you feel like because it's hard? Because, because I well, like I'm just saying. I'm just speaking for the average. For the average, that's why I really. That's wanna... what. That's how they feel. Uh-huh. It's so hard to plan out six months when niggas are so day to day. But but here's the shit, thing, right? You, know? you go spend. Let's say you go take two thousand dollars. Average person right now go spend it on bullshit. Right. right? They just don't know what else they can do with it. This yeah. issue, it's like what you ever, whatever you got in your mind, you go produce a reality. You understand me? If you got something different to where you think about, all right, I got ten thousand dollars. This how I'm gonna break this down and spend it. You understand me? Now the way you go do it is based on your habits. Okay, mm-hmm. some going to food, some going to uh, uh, entertainment, some going to shopping. You understand me? Buying my clothes. Some going when I, I go out to the club. Some may go into my business if that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes I like to throw a bath bomb in the tub. 
Okay, you know what I'm saying? Habit, smoking. Drinking, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, I like all that. that shit. I like Gucci guilty. That shit cost. That shit cost. But look at this though, right? I always yeah. say every level of life comes with a new language. Every level of consciousness comes with a new language, right? Mm -hmm. See, the poor man don't speak the same language as a rich man. You understand me? Mm -hmm. See, the rich man, mm -hmm. he gonna have more options. Well, get, break out the language. Language. You know what I'm talking about? But in real life, right, the average person don't even know what wealth means. They don't know what assets are. They don't even know what liabilities are, right? Yeah. And really, I always say 80% mindset, 20% skill set. You got the right mindset, you can master any skill set. You understand? Man, that's so real game. If, if you focus on getting your mind right for most of the part of the time, anything you do after that is going to be an accomplishment. You understand me? Success don't start when you start the business. You have to have a successful mindset. Oh, mama. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But we measure success the wrong way in society, right? So, for young cats right now, they think, oh, I ain't successful until I buy this car, I show out this cash, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my Gucci, my Louis, my, all successful of that. That ain't success. You were successful because you had the mindset that produced the ability to create those things, to make it. Like, we chase money instead of value, right? But if mm. you chase value, the money chase you. Mm. So, I always think about who got my money in their pocket. How do I get it out? I got to create something of value. Money is literally meant to exchange for things of value. If somebody got $100,000, they will easily take a percentage of that, you know what I'm talking about, and give it to you if you got something of value. If I pull out something right now that each one of y'all want, you going to think about your budget to buy it. Bro, that make a lot of sense. Yeah. That, that make a lot of Because it's like the value. Because there's certain things, like I can get in rooms, and I know a lot of people that a lot of rich niggas know, I mean, yeah. that, that can't go and don't know because at the end of the day, like to a rich person, Another uh, just a nigga with some money ain't no value to a person that got some money. Yeah. So it's like, like I can add value to the like I'm worth something to people that that got more money than me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm worth something. I'm bringing some type of value. So it's not now. It ain't about a money thing. It's about the value. But, but look what at what's the most valuable thing. Like even a cat. Like what would make you valuable to a billionaire? You walk in a room. You understand? Even the average cat in the hood is valuable to a billionaire because yeah. you got a perspective he ain't got. Yeah. You understand me? And he can't get. You got a creativity that if he was able to harness that, he could put money behind it. You understand me? And put a system behind it and make millions. Yeah. But the problem is you just don't have the funds to fund your idea. It's not that it's not a good idea. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's plenty of gold in the hood. That's why they Yeah, steal. that's where they go get it. That's all. where they steal it from. Right. We often don't get money, go back to the hood and find the gold. You understand me? We yeah. try to get as far as possible. So those cats got to go rely on the white man. Got to go rely on the job. Got to go rely on the school because the cats with money don't come back and they don't invest. Yeah. You understand me? Like my whole thing right now, I'm finding a bunch of different like different artists and people that got projects. And like, I want to invest in your business. Yeah. I want to invest in like you. I want to free up your time. You understand yeah. me? So you can focus on your passion. But we don't put money into the geniuses in our community. <laughs> So they don't get to focus on their passion. They got to focus on how do I survive rather than, damn, what do I want to do because it's my dream? Yeah. You understand me? And when I study the standards of wealth between every uh, culture, whether it's the brown, the Asians, like we compete with whites, but really Asians are the ones making all the money right they now. They get cheese. You know what I mean? They got the highest grossing household income in America. Yeah. Not white folks. Now, yeah. white folks, they got these family businesses. Mm -hmm. You understand me? One of the richest family businesses like the they Sam last names. They the ones winning. Yeah, the last names we, the walk, the, Johnson the, the, and Johnson. I thought those are all last names. Like, we're going to buy people last names all day long. Johnson and Johnson was niggas. Yeah. Uh, the whole time.
Hell no. Yeah, That's yeah. what we was just using baby powder back in the day. That's Hell all. of it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They gave people cancer, then they start creating vaccines we don't need. So, you know, that's a... You don't think we need the vaccines? I know we don't. You understand me? Not from the people we can't trust. If you go out there to Cuba, you understand me? Now, they have some of the most advanced doctors and science in Cuba. But America won't allow them to bring their vaccines over here. Other countries going to them, and and they the ones who actually um, teaching those countries and advising them on what to do and the protocols. So, the issue is the fact that you can't trust it. Uh, my brother Riz Islam, Dr. Wesley, they do really good work on that particular subject, educating the people on all of the different adverse effects. Like Johnson & Johnson literally had, you know what I mean, cases where they was giving people cancer. Right, through the and, and so how the fuck all of a sudden they get to make vaccines for the world? That don't make sense to me, we but just we just automatically we'll trust them. But what's the what's the difference between the vaccine and the flu shots? What about they make it like you got to get this vaccine to go to school? Then what? Because so, that's what they did with the flu shot and all the other shit. Right. So so I never had a vaccine. Oh, um, we okay. always got religious immunization forms. Now, the problem was happening right now is the fact that they're trying to get rid of that in certain places. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing my brother Rizzo was fighting for. He'd go to different places. they protest and things of that nature. And he'd fight those bills so that people can maintain them rights to say no. The problem really is the fact that you really want to have a right to say no. Right? Anytime they try to mandate something, enforce it, that's really the issue. Like, if you want to go take a vaccine, that's on you and your DNA and your future life. You might mess up your swimmers and your future kids, but that's on you. You get to make that decision. But also, you making a a non-informed decision where you don't even know. Because you just trusting them and not realizing this is an experiment. Right. Literally every single one of these vaccines are experimental. Like you don't know what's going to happen to you in the next five, ten years from it. And the main word on a doctor's motherfucking degree, nigga, is practice. Yeah. And you can't sue the people if something happened. Damn. I think it's steady practicing, nigga. Every yeah. day on your black ass. Yeah, but the one thing I, I don't know why I pointed. One thing, I, one thing I one thing I peeped though, what you said, the key words is you said you ain't had a vaccine or yeah. you ain't had a flu shot. No, it's like if you didn't grow up and you got all these motherfucking flu shots and this and right. that, bro, go with the, the people vaccine, with the flu bro. shot is the one who gets sick. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Those mm-hmm. are the people who actually be getting the flu. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Now, the problem is, is like. When you study the vaccine, and, and any of these vaccines, it's more so about, not even just this one. Before this, my brothers and them was fighting against it. Mm-hmm. Because they was creating all these connections and link between autism and things of that nature in mm-hmm. our community. Mm-hmm. And then also you got what they call zip code wars, right? Like the stuff that we get in our zip code is different than what they get in their zip code. You understand me? And then you go so back. So people getting that loud. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You got the mid-vaccine. Yeah. Mid-vaccine. Yeah. And you don't go know. Go take that motherfucking Beverly Hills. Go have vaccine. You got somebody like Bill Gates <laughs> that says he believes in depopulation. <laughs> and then you want him to have the vaccine for the population. That don't make sense. Yeah. Well, you saying that Bill Gates? Yeah. You believe in depopulation? Yeah, you say we overcrowded on the Yeah, planet. yeah, that, I seen that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I seen so, that. So you got to think of nigga, that. Nigga, who was you? That nigga was Get you some bitches. Nigga, get you some fucking kids. Now, they was saying that. They were saying that. Uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, what's cuz name? You just said it. Uh, Bill Gates? Bill Gates yeah. Yeah. I think he was the one that said um, uh, America couldn't 
overcome a virus. Like we protected with the army and all the shit. But if we come, if they start a virus, he was selling that because yeah. it's selling over. The and virus. then it's like he said that, and then it's like a pandemic happened. So they know, like yeah. this shit is strategic. Yeah, like, this ain't a coincidence. He funded the World Health Organization. He over there injecting kids in Africa with all these vaccines, and, mm-hmm. and, and we supposed to trust Bill Gates, and he couldn't keep the viruses off his computers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And Bill Gates always had all of these different lawsuits against him because of his practices in business. He's not like a he don't have a good reputation in business mm-hmm. already. So all of a sudden he become a world humanitarian and we supposed to believe him because he the richest man. Yeah. But was the richest? He yeah. ain't even the richest man no he ain't more. Got the most well, <laughs> so it's like when when you think about that, our communities, we get it the worst every time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just because we ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we we will accept anybody influence. Yeah. And we can't wait for the white man to tell us the shit is all right and we go go. Yeah. But when crack in the eighties happened and black people was like, man, the CIA bringing this shit. Yeah. And then everybody's like, no, y'all crazy conspiracy theorists. Come to find out, the the, the CIA director had to come down and talk to the black community. You understand me? I was watching a documentary on Netflix about it. He in there talking to black folks and they accusing him like, no, y'all bringing this in the hood. They, we know. We always know. We got an intuition because we've been dealing with them for the last years. Well, I've years. talked to people that have told me they've seen back in the 80s uh-huh. the police trucks used to br- drop off trucks full of guns. Yeah. yeah. And just leave it in the hood. That's what they doing in Chicago. How you think, brother? All kind of that shit happened in Richmond. Niggas yeah. came off the uh, the train. Yeah. Hella Richmond niggas had hella guns. Yeah. Nigga, like, all the military guns coming in the hood. That's for a reason. I mean, yeah. they did all of that to create violence and warfare. The that nigga said about boys in the hood. Yeah. You, you, I remember he was telling everybody about just Oh, yeah, he broke it down. He broke it down. Hey, everybody in the hood, damn near crying. That shit really happened. Yeah. You niggas really live in here. Yeah. It's justification. This shit really happened. That nigga talking to specific nigga. Yeah, it's like, nigga, that really happened. <laughs> you talking to your homie now. <laughs> <laughs> you was justified. You got 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 justified. You feel me? Nigga, but, but, nigga but, I ain't never gonna leave the town. Look, look. Yeah. You are an idiot. <laughs> but remember in the movies, though, the, the problem in those movies is they always made the person who was dropping knowledge saying corny. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, and yeah. nobody ever wanted to be the person who was giving the game up. You wanted to be the person who was giving his life up. You yeah, understand me? The yeah. person that get murdered and, and, and go to jail. Cold. That's what he wanted to be. He, he was busting that. Yeah, day. he was saucy. He was saucy. Everybody loved him. Wanted him to be. He was talking about Lauren Fishburne was the yeah. one who dropped the knowledge. He, yeah. dropped, he was looking oh, saucy. Who said they wanted to be like Lauren though? From that. From not the he like him, but I'm saying people respect him. I think listen. Yeah, but like you respect like an old man in the hood. You ain't really listening to him. I do listen to him like. That would have became a part of the culture that guy. Right. Yeah. 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 And the hell niggas with their pants pulled up. Right? Yeah. Like everybody wanted to be like Mitch or Peyton Fool. Yeah. Not fucking yeah, Lawrence no, Frisburn. Niggas oh, wanted yeah, to be the, the ignorant gangster niggas. Nobody you wanted to block playing with the regardless, balls or whatever that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of how this nigga's life baby. actually turned out, you still wanted to be them. Yeah, exactly. That's still the whole part. Damn, that's fucked up. I always thought I'd be glorifying Mitch that died on Peyton Fool. Yeah, like, all of them that died. I need to be like Ace, nigga. Yeah, yeah, that's the nigga. I had a terrible yeah. outcome. We I'm still broke, baby. I'm broke. No, but that's it. Bitch gave me a homebrew. I'm broke, baby. Ace was like, nah, I don't even sell dope. You know what I'm talking even, about? Even Frank Lucas, he snitched yeah. at the end and got caught up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like we ain't got. It ain't no good endings in none of these stories. Yeah. And that'd be the same story we live. We try to be him in the real life. It ain't no good ending. Yeah, I took a big bitch, Larry Hoover. 
Both them niggas in jail. Yeah, I, Rick Ross probably said that because he worked in jail. I don't know. Go back. Go back to it. I, I got a personal question because I, I I just feel like you a deep intelligent brother. So yeah, um, I don't know if if um I'm sure, but do you got any kids or not? Not yet. You don't have any kids. Um, what do you think? Um, this nigga's really smart. Yeah, this. What is the important like? Um, <laughs> that, I'm the most impressed by that. That's really impressive. You right. see what I'm saying? So it's like, um, how do you feel like that's how important is being a parent? Because I see like a lot of people um, have kids um, and really not thinking of it like a lifetime commitment. I yeah. feel like a lot of people just be like, I want a baby, or shit, I I, I just got a kid. And it's yeah. like, nah, you got a lifetime commitment, yeah. and I see how. How highly you talk about your um, your family and how you was raised and stuff, and um, do you take that? Is that a that part of a reason why you don't have a kid to a certain uh, extent? Because I'm like, just, that, I want a like wife, not a baby mama. mama. So you know, it's not until I listen. I, I got a lot of nieces and nephews. I grew up, I, you know, when we grew up, so we didn't seen it a million times. I don't want that experience yeah. at all. You know what I'm talking about? And I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do if I got a headache. You know what I mean? On the other side, I won't be able to think clearly, travel, and make the impact. Mm -hmm. So the moment, and, and, and you know, starting a family, that's the ultimate goal. That's yeah. legacy. Yeah. You know what right. I'm talking about? Like, you do everything for now if you ain't got somebody to pass it down to. Exactly. But here's the thing that people and their children, man, it's, and it's, it's sad, just this reality when you think about it, is most people babysit their children, they don't raise them. Yes. The world raise them, and then they babysit them based on the influences of the world. You know what I'm talking that's about? That's deep. Bruh, that's, that's... Cause the kids come in the house running shit. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what he, what he's saying. Or like 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 you said, like you when you was talking about being a man. Like yeah. my mom and dad really raised me to be a man. Like I done had a lot of hard conversations, a lot grew up tough because right. it's like they wanted me to be a man my whole life, yeah. and now it's like since I'm a man, I appreciate everything they did. Right. But a lot of people then grew up like you know I'm I'm approaching 27 this year, so a lot of people are kind of becoming victims of life. Because life is telling them, you're not making it to the NBA. Yeah. You're not going to be... The, you, right. So life is hitting them hard versus, nigga, I had to drop my tear. No, I wasn't going to the league, nigga, when I was 10. Yeah. The left, nigga, hey, nigga, what you finna do? You ain't to the NBA. Yeah. You bullshit. You don't even got wow. the grades. Yeah. Wow. Feel me? So it's like, like I feel like that saved my life. Like like you're saying, like, um, about... The, Basically, you basically saying the streets raising niggas. Yeah, I mean, it's school, like, like... You had a mom, you had a dad, but you wasn't raised. Yeah. And, and, and supervise, either the streets, supervise. the school, your peers, like yeah. those is really your teachers, right? Yeah. Because you learn from experience. Yeah. So even if you go to school, they give you a curriculum or less. Ain't no experience in that. Like that don't become an emotional attached thing to where it like forms your character. You go into the hallways in between class and the shit you do, those are experiences you go think about. Yeah. That's really your lessons right there. Yeah. Then you get off from school, you understand me? You in the streets or, you know, growing up how we did, you'll get off from school, you in the streets. Mm -hmm. That's where you're getting raised. Exactly. Those are the experiences that form your thinking. So when you get older, that's who you are. Exactly. You go in a household, your parents tell you certain things. Mm -hmm. And those things, if they really hit you deep enough, mm -hmm. you're going to remember them and you're going to think about that forever. And at some point in time, you may actually understand what they were saying. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. But in the, in the moment, you're like, man. Nah, in the moment, like, you, just, yeah. you just want to be a child and play. Yeah. You understand me? Like, you don't want the rules. You, you don't me? understand why, to them, life is so serious. My mom yeah. used to hit me with, what would you do if I left right now? Yeah. Like, what, and, and, what and what see, I'm just trying to go outside. Like, but see, see like our parents taught us the shit that their parents taught us. Like, they didn't really teach us the right way a lot of times. Because they were just passing things. Even, like... 
the whole model of go to school, get an education, you understand me, you get a good job, you feel me, and, and live the American dream. That wasn't the right way to teach us. Yeah. When you really think about how much the world was changing, and they didn't update those details of what we need to do to be successful. Exactly. You know and that got a lot to do with the school system, too. Oh, absolutely. school system is crap. So how do you feel about the school system? Because I feel like a lot of people... Um, Glorified, you know. Of course, college is great; it's phenomenal. It's a hell of an experience. You learn a college lot of is things. A scam too. It's a, but it's a scam. Talk about that, because I personally feel like it's a scam. So I mean, think about this, right? If you know, I go to if you go to high school, all of the things that here's the beauty of it: everything that they didn't teach us, we now able to create a business out of, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't teach uh, credit. They didn't teach stocks. They didn't teach financial intelligence. They didn't teach mindset. They didn't teach application of the information. Mm -hmm. Right? They didn't teach nothing about wealth and They didn't teach self-discipline. None of that. Mm -hmm. So now, you go on the internet, everybody got a course on all of those things. Because mm -hmm. we just filling the gaps in where the education system failed. Yeah. So right. if I go to high school, we got a 16-year-old in one of our programs. And he just got funded for $150,000 in one of his uh, stock trading accounts. So basically, he get to trade other people money and make money. You understand wow. me? Now, imagine if... At 16. And, and, and this only took him a, a, a couple months. So imagine you being in school. Bands of you niggas money. So imagine if you go to school and they teaching you stock and you making money in between classes yeah. on the knowledge they teaching you. How come school can give you a skill set that paid you at the same time? How come you got to go to school to learn multiple subjects for four years? Then you go to the bank and you get a loan. You understand me? And then you can go get further education for another four years when you get out. You, most of the time, you're not going to get a job in your field sometime. Or it ain't even valuable enough to pay off the debt of the education you just got. Yeah. And you ain't even got skill sets on how to make money. Yeah. So now you're working for a person that didn't even go to school. Exactly. And then it's like, and then it's like you, you... You confused. You. It's kind of like the people in people college. People be depressed. For they that. really depressed. Like, like the only thing they, they got is the titles. Like you'd be mad as hell if you went there and you got all these degrees that ain't worth nothing. But you got an MBA, you got a master's, you got all of this, mm -hmm. and now you got a kind of nineteen kids who told you he a dropout, but he just taught you how to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? So, but that's because. The education system was meant to make people yeah. workers yeah. for the people that are bosses. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't meant to... Like, you don't go to school and they teach you how to create a school. There's no class that say, okay, well, if you want to do this yourself, this is how you do this. Yeah. They never teach that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't ever... It's like your boss don't ever want you to be his neighbor. Yeah, they, tell, they, they tell you to be... They tell you be on time all the time. But be 8 o'clock. You're done at 3. You're, you're being trained to... Really be an employee. Yeah. And it's like you, but then they make you feel good with the A and B and, and the and the, the scholar, whatever the shit is. And like, here's a sad thing about that. Tomorrow, right? It's now. people that got F's and D's and they still got a low self-esteem because they think they wasn't smart in school. Bro, you know, I didn't you know I realized I was smart when I became an adult, when yeah. I became an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm like, I'm smart. Yeah. I literally like I had to really tell my family, my personal family, like my mama, my dad, my sisters. Bro, I'm a genius. Yeah. I felt confident. Like, yeah. bro, I'm yeah. a genius. Yeah. But it took me, like, I done damn near cried over yeah. this shit. Like, bro, I really thought I was damn near slow my whole life. Yeah. Because I got a D or F. And these motherfuckers that. that got A's and B's is somebody fucking life. Somebody with their kid because they got a, a, a D or an F. Not thinking about, like, maybe that ain't the way your child learned. 
Maybe that learning environment mm. is not connected to like mm. that type of learning. Yeah. So it's like, no, for real, because Mama. a lot of people really Mama. like, but in real life, our parents they was ignorant because they it's the same system. Like it was a white man that created a grading system and said that they cultivated. They, yeah. they like slaves. And, yeah. But like the education system right now, and, and here's the thing: like being rebellious in school prepared you for life right now. Yeah. Right, because. When you a child, 90% of children by the age of four, they, they test highly creative. Mm -hmm. By the age of eight and nine, only like 4% of those children still maintain that level of creativity. Mm -hmm. Because society, when you a child, you're always messing with things. So why we can't do it like this? How we can't do it like this? You understand me? Like, you never accept things for what they are. You think about what they could be. Yeah. Right. right? And so your mind is highly creative with everything. You get some instruction and like, ah, oh, that don't make no sense. Why we got to do this? Why we got to sit in this chair? Why we got to, like, that's what you always do. Yeah, you question it. Yeah, Because you got to be programmed to follow the world as it is. And that was my problem growing up. I, I couldn't program. This shit, it wasn't about, it, shit, it wasn't about no money. It wasn't about no grades. It's just like, why the fuck I got to stand in line to go to recess? Right. Like, <laughs> why the fuck? This motherfucker telling me I'm who the yeah, fuck is him? Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it, it, it's more like if you're not cultivated and trained to be a follower, you damn near not gonna succeed in that shit. And see, that's the beauty though, right? Like the child that they told had ADHD and and, and was the class clown can now be, you know, have a career as a comedian. Yeah. You understand me and build his own business and have a team and hire the person that went to college because they know how to take orders. Yeah. Right. So. I know, and, and this I is my book. in the hallway, nigga, in trouble. That's the difference between they consider a technical thinker. If I tell you to do something, you do it as is. That's just technique. That's all it requires. Mm -hmm. Like, if you will follow another comedian and you do it as a joke, exactly, it requires no creativity, no nothing. Yeah. That was just technique. Yeah. But for you to come up with your own style, that requires creativity. That requires abstract thinking. Yeah. So school don't what teach is? abstract thinking. They teach you to follow instruction. Exactly. So when you get something like social media, you go use it like everybody else because you're waiting for instructions. Yeah. So, so that's why people like yeah. TikTok because it's like, oh, I got to do this, then it's getting yeah. likes. So let me do this, then. It's like, but then you got the people But then you got the people that run the platform and set the trends. Those are the people that come in there and say, no, I'm going to use it how I want to. Right. And I'm going to figure out even better. Why is everybody doing it this way? Let me do it this way. Yeah. They set the trend and everybody else follow. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize like you making your child a really great worker or a follower, but you ain't making them a leader and somebody would think for self. Exactly. And it's more dangerous than any other time because... The shit that they learning to do in school, a robot gonna be doing. A robot, so they won't have no valuable skill sets. Yeah, and you gotta think about it. It's like school start from kindergarten to fucking college. Like yeah. you feel me? So it's like you was like your whole life. Yeah. It's like you like I had independent study in high school, so I was so bad. Yeah, I remember independent. Study. You feel me? I had independent study, so I was, I was so bad. Where Since they were saying I can't even go to school. You feel me? So. That I started that um, tenth grade, so I ain't been to public school since ninth grade. Yeah. So you gotta understand, like that feeling where that twenty-seven year old, that twenty-eight year old, that twenty-six year old that's coming back from college and waking up with like shit. I ain't got shit to do. Like, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Nigga, I was thinking like that, nigga, when I was fifteen. Like, y'all yeah. niggas finna get up and go to school. I gotta figure out what the fuck I'm finna do. Yeah. I have to find my gift because. Now I'm not eligible yeah. to go to the league. I'm not eligible to get yeah, yeah. none of this shit. So I gotta really yeah. find myself. 
And it's like, you know, that, that shit really saved my life. So I, I, so, I, so right now, I like what's, the, what's the best way to think, right? So people, you know, they tell you, you know, work hard, right? Mm-hmm. That ain't what it's about. Then people say, well, work smart. At one point in time, yeah, that was the best formula. Mm-hmm. But the formula changes over the years based on how the world changes, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if it's horses, you understand me, and you trying to goddamn... Uh, and, and, and you got workers in a farm, what's the best way for them to be able to make progress? Everybody got to go work hard. Everybody got to put more energy and time in for us to get more yield, for us to get more results. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward, you feel me, and, and you got uh, uh, cars, and you got the internet, and you got technology. So now it ain't about working hard. You got to figure out how, the smart way to work. You understand mm-hmm. me? So you ain't got to trade all your time for money no more. And then it goes a step further. This is where we at right now. It ain't, it's it's about right it's now. about the creative worker. You know what I'm talking about? Because the smart person, they already made the tool. I ain't got to make it no more. I just got to figure out the best way to use it. You understand me? So I can go on my phone creatively thinking somebody didn't make artificial intelligence. They didn't make NFTs and crypto. They didn't make YouTube and Google. Now, if I become super creative and I figure out the most creative way to use this, I can make a million dollars right here in the palm of my hand. You understand me? So teaching creativity is the best thing, and that's what I do. I create creative business models. I do organic marketing strategies. I ain't paid more than a thousand dollars for ads in the last five, six years. But you know, we can generate a million dollars per month with our businesses. We can generate million dollars per year or six figures per year with different companies because we creative as hell. Yeah. You understand yeah, me? Yeah. So like it's valuable skill sets that each person needs to learn. Like you no longer have to be a coder, even though coding is a good thing to learn because people can't get paid a lot. But by that means that if you got the money, you all you need to do is have the idea. The person with the best idea is the most valuable because all they got to do is pay everybody else to execute their idea. Uh-huh. You understand exactly. me? So yeah. now I focus on ideation. I focus on coming up with the vision, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can pay everybody else and use all the tools that the smart people already created yeah. to actually get it done. Yes, yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. That got a lot to do with your resources yeah. and uh, your environment because I've seen a lot of people with the most money, like, but they surrounded by fools, though. Exactly. Like when you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? And now you're the most creative person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So and now you got to think about like, damn, how can I constantly surround myself with people who add value to it? Yeah. Like right now, I tell people all the time, I'm always hiring, but you got to figure out what I need you for. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you can add value to my bottom line, then, of course, come on in, because you're paying for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I got to give you all of the instructions, it's, I created another job for myself. Yeah. And, I ain't got time for that. And that's a Hollywood run, like, even with my business. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, motherfuckers be looking for, oh, uh, this person, and we should impress this person. Like, bruh. We got to bring some value. Uh, so my brother Derek Grace they will they reach us, out to us. Need them. Yeah, even exchange. Behind closed doors, man, I mentor a lot of different celebrities and sports figures and people that just come in and they be needing advice, knowledge, and information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I learned is I don't actually need nothing from nobody. Like, I'm at my most successful level in life, and I I still love collaborating with people. Like, I reach out like I'm broke. You understand me? Because it ain't never been about money. It was about the impact it's going to have when we actually unite. The impact it have when we actually pull these things together. Yeah. But I talk to people and it's like they don't even realize my value. It's like, bro, I probably make more than you. Yeah. You understand me? But you don't even understand that because you don't know how to gauge 
this because they don't got platforms for you to be able to measure the importance of people who do for self. So it's like I could be around a rapper, entertainer, bar player, billionaire, it don't matter. It's like I got my own value. I don't need y'all. The idea of us coming together is going to impact the culture, you know what I mean, in a positive way. So that's the reason I want to do it. Exactly. You understand me? But when it comes to people adding value, it's like entertainment is still the only source that we look up to. Mm -hmm. You understand me? As what we uh, validate. Yeah, you understand me. It's still, but it's gonna change. The game gonna change. I was talking about. You brother. think it's gonna change? And it ain't got no choice because the rapper ain't the most important no more. Because if I teach you how to make money, you understand me. You gonna look up to me way harder uh -huh. than you look up to a rapper. Uh -huh. You might be listening to his music while you looking up to me. Exactly. But it ain't gonna be the same game, especially if I got the same or more money. Especially if I got more character values and things of that nature. Uh -huh. Especially if like you talking about like Malcolm X versus your favorite rapper. Right, yeah. it's a different type of legacy. Yeah, exactly. You understand me? But right now, what you got is you got a lot of Malcolm X's. You understand me? You got a lot of revolutionaries, and they gonna be changing the trajectory of people's families. Like you talking about thousands of entrepreneurs right now that's teaching thousands of other black people how to get money, how to get into business. Yeah. We ain't never had the world in the way that it is right now. So that person is way more valuable than a rapper that just inspired me a little bit. Um, you understand me? That was cool. I see. But exactly I want to meet this person because really. When the, when look at the metrics for celebrity. Like you gotta have influence. You gotta have some impact. You gotta yeah. be known, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you got somebody else who make content, they impactful. They known. They got money. Mm -hmm. You understand me? What's the difference? What's the difference? Music has a great opportunity because you know people really, really connect to music emotionally, yeah. right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's the content. That's what it's always been about. It's the content that you connect with and the content creators and the influencers behind it. A celebrity is just an influencer that creates exactly. content. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. But now that we get to break this thing down and be like, well, I mean, I got a bigger platform than some of my favorite actors that I used to look up to. Yeah. Favorite rappers I used to listen to. Facts. You understand That's me? Fact, yeah. I know that they don't have the creativity, mindset, innovation to be able to produce the type of income I can in any climate. Yeah. They ain't got that. But if they came to me, I'd give them the game. Yeah. So now I realize that I'm more valuable to them than they ever was to me. Because they was only entertainment to me. I got true value. Damn. That's how I kind of feel about the comedy industry. Okay. It's like, you I taking, see what you're doing. You're taking yeah. all my bitches right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I, see, I see what you said. You just came and just said, stop. Quit fucking little Ozzy Bird. Yeah. I got the real game. I see what you're saying though. Cause yeah. it's like, nigga, no, you niggas is just that. funny comedians. <laughs> <laughs> you're not inspired by a comedian right now. Like, like I, I, I would say it's most more about business. What's the most important inspiring comedian right now? You can Kevin top two Hart. right now. Kevin Hart. Name one inspiring? More. I'm yes. sorry. Na name, name one more. Um. Hmm. Inspiring comedian. Yeah, that, for me personally, right now. Well, for or in, in the grand scale. Well, uh, grand scale and for you. Um, grand scale. Kevin Hart and probably Dave Chappelle. That's exactly. Yeah, That's but exactly for me, yeah, it would it would be it would be like um, I'm having I fuck with I fuck with um I was inspired by Kevin Chappelle. Hart and um I fuck with Kevin Hart and right now I would say like ah it's tough it's a lot but no but the know. reason I ask that because all right why are you inspired by Dave Chappelle more mm -hmm. is because of his character exactly right? and the type of moves he makes so he yeah. inspired you. Beyond the comedy. Yeah. Kevin Hart inspires you beyond the comedy. Exactly. You understand me? Yeah. Like him as a businessman, his work ethic, you understand me? What he run his family, the opportunities he created. Yeah. 
like beyond the comedy, you still just inspired by Kevin Hart as a person. Exactly. You understand me? Dave Chappelle, the integrity that he showed, mm-hmm. his ability to be able to uh, uh, make Netflix do what he want to. You understand me? Him turning down a fifty million dollar deal to keep his integrity. Mm-hmm. Like you inspired by that, and he top level with the comedy. Yeah. So it's like he's no longer a comedian. He's a figure. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Hart, no longer a comedian. He's, he's not a, he's a, a comedian. Boss. He's a boss. So it's like you got to find things outside them little titles, yeah. and you're like you got to become a legend, a legacy. I tell you when I cried at LOL Studios. Nah. I was hot as a motherfucker. I was a little drunk too, uh-huh. and uh, I just got done doing earthquake shit. And I was just walking around like this nigga really just did comedy, nigga, and bossed up and and took it way past a joke, nigga. Yeah, bro, that shit. I just so started amazing. tearing up like this nigga took it way past a joke, nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I would have cried. Kevin Hart. I don't think I would have cried too if I was high. He said something <laughs> a, a long time ago when he was just in motion. He's like. You know, he was just talking about, like, when you hot, you got to stay hot. You can't let it cool down because you never know when the moment is over. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get your moment and you got to keep just going at it and at it. And it's like, when the fire is lit, you understand me? It's easier to keep the fire lit than it is to relight the fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. my whole thing was, when I first had my viral video, I'm like, no, I'm going to keep this fire lit forever. Yeah. I'm going to always throw something on this fire. Because the problem is, like, people have, they become, like, one-hit wonders with success. Yeah. Like, they start living in these moments. I'm like, that moment was nothing. Like, I'm me. I got a, a billion dollars in me. All y'all Facts. seen was a couple pennies drop out of my pocket, and y'all was inspired by it. So watch what y'all see when I do with the rest of this. That's where I said that shit. That's that big shit, too. What's, so what's, so now with that, the... The stimulus package drop in and all that stuff. Yeah. Even aside from that, what would you recommend to an average person, aside from money, how they can increase their value as a person without spending money? But they add a skill. What what would you suggest? That's a good question. That's a good question. The quickest way anybody to add value onto yourself is to learn something new. You understand Mm. me? The moment you learn something new, you can do something new. You understand me? So... Google University, YouTube University. You can go to Coursera.com and find free classes. We got free classes at the BWO. You can go to my YouTube, free game. You know what I mean? All day long. We teach people how to learn new skill sets. You understand me? But the mindset, like I said, is the most important. Right? Like, if you really think about your habits, your habits are what affords your lifestyle. Right? So your habits is what created everything around you. The relationship that you in, the money you have, the emotions, how they instable or they're in control. Like, all of that is built by your habits, what you eat, things you do. Yeah. You understand me? So, how do you change your habits? I always say that it don't take 21 days to change your habits. It take one. The day you start and the day you don't quit. Right? Mm-hmm. But what's the reason why most people start something and they quit? It's because they don't have self-control. Right? If I was to tell myself, hey... I'm talking to me right now. Yeah, my hand. but think about it. If you told yourself to right now, if you told yourself right now, I'm gonna stop smoking weed. Nine out of ten, you might pick it up in the next few days, right? Because you don't control yourself, mm-hmm. right? But influence, like in, environment, is stronger than nature. So it's not just about controlling yourself. You gotta have an environment that influences you to control you at the same time, right? 
too many people that got bad habits and they don't have people around him them that help them create better ones. Like we don't check each other no more. Yeah. Like we, we, we accept this, each other. Everybody too scared to be called a hater. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, we afraid that people are gonna shut us out of their life. For me, I'm like that person. I don't, I don't really give a damn. Like I'm gonna tell you what it is. You uh -huh. might not like me, but so what? Later on, when you check yourself and you gonna be like, damn, bro was right. Bro was right. And then you gonna respect me for it, right? Yeah. So it's about when once you give yourself new information, new knowledge, you know what I mean? It forces you to create different connections on what you need to do now. That person that only knew how to sell drugs at first, yeah. and then they went and got an education on and they learned about, you know, these digital assets and digital real estate, you feel me, and ways that they can make money in, in this new world. When they start thinking about making money, they, ain't, they can no longer just go back to drugs. Yeah. Now they got to yeah. go back to this whole list of options. That's that they why they have say birds and flies together. Is yeah. That, that shit really real. Yeah. Oh, mamas. Yeah. Yeah, and I but, thought it was the corniest shit ever. Like, I thought it was the corniest shit ever until, like, I, I grew up as a as an individual, as a man, and really, like, be like, well, damn, like, like I done lived my life talking about bitches in basketball and yeah. roasting niggas. You feel yeah. me? And it's like... Like, now my life didn't change so much within just time, year by year. It's like, bro, I don't even catch myself. But look, we be afraid to grow too much, though, right? Yeah. Because, like, change is, is tough. It's one of those things It's like, damn, if I stop doing this, am I stop being relatable to the people around me? Man. Yeah. You understand me? So it's like, and in our culture, maturity and growth is, like, shunned upon. Yeah. You understand me? Because it's like, come on, my nigga, you growing faster than me. Like, I don't recognize you no more. Yeah. And it's like, you're not supposed to. I'm supposed to not recognize you in the same position forever. Like, I'm supposed to come back. If I lead a hood and I come back three years later, you in the same position. Are you even alive at that point? Because life is about motion. Like, you got to continuously move. People always hit me like, kids, you always, you know what I mean, progressing, doing something new. I'm like, bro, that's, that's just normal. Like, a tree grows. You understand me? Yeah. Like, if you come and you see a tree, day one, you planted it, it sprouted, it got to like three feet high. You understand me? When you come back three years later, you're not going to be surprised that the tree grew yeah. and it got fruit. Yeah. You understand me? But human beings be like that. You come back, they're in the same exact position. And if they grow just a little bit, we're like, oh, that's what's up. You're doing something. It's like, yeah. no, nah, that's how life goes. I'm supposed to progress. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like success is normal. You understand me? Damn. Like, it ain't fact. special. It's, yeah. it's normal if you live yeah. right. Yeah, so it's like, even to mention how you started the podcast, and you say your brother noticed me, and he seen me all over. Yeah. take a picture. Ooh, yeah. He seen me a small flower, and yeah. said, bro, this nigga gonna grow into a big flower, yeah. so let me get this pic now. I already know. You feel me? So, and, But I didn't even see that in myself at that time. Right. That's why I'm like, oh, that's what's up, man. Right. That's, that's, that's dope. But it's a difference it's between like, vision nigga. and sight, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... See, vision comes from your imagination, your, your mind. Like, sight comes from what you see. Like, most mm -hmm. people limit it by what they see around them. Right. So they start thinking these are their options. You understand me? But that ain't the reality. Like, I go in my mind, I just start imagining something. Those are my options. What's in here, not what's out here. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I was just talking, I was, I, I was just talking yeah. about that the other night. Yeah. Like, we was, because, you know, we in Hollywood. So I'm like, man, we, we game plan. I'm talking to a few of my, my boys yeah. and shit. And we like... Like, we should do this, we should do that. Hollywood, I said, bro, nigga, we only thinking like that because we're in Hollywood right. right now. People don't give a fuck about Hollywood. I don't give a fuck yeah. about Hollywood. Yeah. Nigga, we out here yeah. for the people. Right. You feel me? But it's like, we only thinking like that because, nigga, we in this little radius. Right. You're you controlled by what you see. Yeah. And it, and it, so whatever you watch, that's what you think. Yeah. You understand me? It's like, if you go watch a movie right now, 
you're not thinking about a completely different subject. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about everything that you absorb and it's giving you information, you're getting feedback, and like that's what you're thinking. Yeah. So if you leave that movie, and let's say now you want to think about your business, and that movie you watch ain't got nothing to do with the business, you're not going to make good decisions. Because yeah. that information, it ain't going to be tailored towards uh, uh, being useful to what you need to make decisions on. Yeah. So like if you literally want to become smarter and improve, you got to surround your mind with information that's useful to your ground. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. So don't, so he's basically saying don't watch this whole show and leave out this pot. Like go home or wherever the fuck you going to go and just talk to a dumbass nigga. Like it's a good ass conversation. <laughs> you got some game. Don't call your partner and say, boy, boy, it's bitches outside, boy. You get your stimulus check. Fuck all that. Nigga, <laughs> find, try to find a, uh. Better value of yourself, man. <laughs> go, go, go! Look up drop shipping. Go on Shopify. Get you a free website and download one of them apps. You understand me? Go in there and do some pre-orders for a campaign. You understand me? Get you some money. Take the pre-order money. Don't spend it. Reinvest in. You understand me? So therefore, you can start a business with five hundred dollars. You can start a business using OPM other people money, oh, right? Shout out my nigga you, Dom. Can, you can take that same money. Go get A-O-B. you an investment account. You think this shit hard, but go get some cryptocurrency accounts, some investment accounts, and put that money in there. Mm-hmm. When the when the when the money goes up, that's when you take it out. The market can only go two ways, up and down. Mm-hmm. A really easy ass strategy for any cryptocurrency is that as it goes up, you sell. When it comes back down, you buy. You take your profits out and then you jump back in. You understand oh, me? Okay. So if you look at like Bitcoin, any of these things, they've been going up and down. Yeah. Anytime they I go up, yeah, you see people make money. Yeah, yeah. You started losing. Yeah, too? I started yeah. losing. But, oh, but imagine when it went up, you took your money out. And then when you when it came out, you put the money back in. You would have had you would have bought more. I see. You understand exactly. me? And then yeah. you just compound the interest, you just grow. Yeah. You can look up things like it's something that's called stock options. Stock mm-hmm. options is basically where Right now, the stock market is going down. It's red. You understand me? Stocks are bad right now, but you can make money when it goes down. You understand me? So it's called an option. You get a contract, and it allows you to make money as it goes down. And then you can get an option where you can make money as it goes up. Right? And there's a way where you can buy stocks at 50% off. That's something that we teach in a a class. They got coupons for stocks? It's a strategy. Yeah, it's a strategy. You know what I'm talking about? My brother be on Wall Street like, yeah. My brother Chris Cole teach you how to do that. How you find undervalued stocks? You know what I'm talking about? And you can get that five hundred percent return on something. Ain't like, that basically what Wolf of Wall Street was about? The niggas was flipping niggas money off penny stocks. Scamming and shit. They were scamming. Yeah, they was scamming. That ain't what this about. See? We gotta stop scamming, y'all. We ain't scamming. I was just thinking. All of that shit is just digits. It's like, (laughs) a lot of scammers be intelligent as hell. Yeah, they smart. Yeah, they real smart. It's it's like, it's super procedural work. You gotta learn the processes. You gotta read all of that. The scammers be the nerds Mm -hmm. that get in the money. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah, facts. And now the scammers are the ones that's in cryptocurrency and getting paid. Mm-hmm. They just not over talking about it to the culture because the culture don't find that shit interesting. Yeah. So the problem with our our culture is that the things that we know how that smart, intelligent, get money, mm-hmm. we don't even talk to other people about it because we don't value it. That ain't what's gonna make us popular or cool or or, or, or get us some women. You understand me? So yeah. we're not about to put that out there. I'm about to talk about the bullshit so I look cool. Some strippers out there. So the people that tap in. Yeah, mama. Strippers are smart as hell too. Yeah, strippers you have are a conversation smart. with strippers. Peas out here really getting. They know. observe the most. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. They know men 
a lot. Yeah. They be smart. They be reading. They be having all these other different plans. Strippers be intelligent. And then when you take the culture of the strippers, the scammers, the drug dealers, mm-hmm. like my brother Chris Cole taught himself how to trade. He learned when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. You understand me? My brother Wall Street Trapper, he learned when he was locked up in prison. Mm-hmm. Came out and they making seven figures in a trading game. Mm-hmm. And they was both selling drugs and things of that nature in a criminal element before that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like my brother uh, Derek Grace, tattoos all over his face. Yeah, he be going down. Shout out Derek Grace. He yeah. figure out a way to get it done regardless of how people think of him. But he created a whole new archetype, like, bro, y'all looking up to people that you really don't want to be like. Yeah. Number one, you don't want their contracts. You don't want the things they got to do. You don't want their depression, their stress, their anxiety. Yeah. People glorified. They don't even look and old. And right. yeah. It's like, man, that's they be, they be messed up, but society tell you, no, accept people as they are. No. Yeah. I accept that. people as they can Get your be. shit together, nigga. You understand? <laughs> I'm going be off hell of serving pills when you with me. And, we and, got shit to do, nigga. And we need I don't need to be on our a feminine version of men shit. I don't, I don't rock with oh, them. Like, a lot of them be suckers and they not good role model for your children that ever look <laughs> up to. Like, you ain't about to be around. You ain't about to be influencing my kid to put a dress on and, and wear wear a purse. You know what I mean? Talking about I got money so that makes me cool. Yeah. A sucker with money is still a sucker. Nigga still a bitch. <laughs> Nigga still a bitch. Church. Nigga drop your nuts, man. Do something for your last name. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So, man... 19 keys, man. I appreciate you for stopping yeah, by and giving us some game, man. man. I'm ready to go drop a hundred thousand in motherfucking stocks or something right now. So uh make sure y'all subscribe, man. Tap into the Kelly Kickback, man. And um uh, before you dip out, man, you want to shout out your social media anything? Yeah, uh, 19 keys, man. It's 19 keys, it's one nine K-E-Y-S on all platforms. We got the BWO. That's me and my brother Jake Taylor Jacobs, Ben X, Derek Grace, Chris Cole. Uh, and myself, and we decided to form together instead of having individual businesses, and we formed the biggest wealth education platform in America and by the end of the year in the world. You understand me? We got people firing their jobs, learning new skill sets, making six figures. Fire you can come in there instantly, and you go learn something new on day one. And we got people from all around the world tapping in, and that could be you as well if you want to do for self. You're tired of your job, patting you on your, your, your boss patting you on your shoulder. You understand me telling you a joke that you ain't really want to hear and you got a fake laugh about? Contact me to be here. Whoa. You tired of waiting on a stimulus check from Joe Biden? You understand me? For a quick little $1,400 per week to be teaching people how to make that in a quick little week. Come tap in with us. You understand me? I'm talking about. You, 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 you tired of waiting on a white man to do something for you? You understand me? Black women, I know you tired of them suckers that you got to deal with. When you get your own, you can wait till you get somebody that's actually real. You know what I'm yeah, talking, talking about? You're tired of your man sleeping on your couch, grabbing your keys to the car. You understand me? Coming back smelling like weed and you know he can't afford it. You know what I'm talking about? You want him to get into a better process than just putting together his mixtape? Tap in with the BWO. Tap in. We'll get him educated, smart, give him the principles and traits he need to to become a man so he can be the type of man that you actually need. God damn it, me. That's a black world order, man. Yeah, man. That's what it is, man. So, and if you're tired of fake laughing... God damn me. Yeah. Come check tap in with Sunny Go check in, man. Some, some, tap some in. Good, real tap business type activity. Yeah, you know man. Tap in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to be coming back bringing the Young OG show live. You know what I'm saying? Me and Teddy Ray. You know if what I'm saying? The best day, holler at your boy from West LA. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. I can, hey, I can, hey, I can, I can, and if you want a better day, come tap in with a nigga from the bank. That's why. He's got a kickback, man. Here we go. Peace family is 19 keys tapping in. 
Do you have the knowledge to be able to teach your child cryptocurrency how to build wealth? Do you have the knowledge to be able to teach them NFTs? See, I know a lot of you all think that you love your children, but I believe that love is an act and it's a duty. A lot of you all think that you love yourself, but you're depriving yourself knowledge that you can be utilizing in order to invest and live a better life. And that same knowledge can help produce a better life for your child. Now, if you learn this simple information by taking a few courses, you understand me? You have the ability to be able to teach, discuss it, and hold, learn a whole new language, which also builds you a whole new life. So therefore, the next time that you stare your child in the eye, you can actually be honest when you say that you love them because you know you're doing every single thing to set them up for the future. Make sure you tap into Infinite Wealth Strategies. We'll teach you financial literacy. We'll teach you, put you in the community, teach you how to write books, teach you how to produce a book for your child if you got one, teach you how to set up your portfolio, how to set up your trust, and a multitude of other different things that is involved in it. Take your first step in building a better future. Join Infinite Wealth Strategies and become a strategist of wealth. Tap in. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.